How big does a bowl game have to be this season for Eli Drinkwitz and Missouri to give a damn? Well, I want to talk about that and more coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And thanks for making Locked on Mizzou your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube and most recently on the SiriusXM app as well, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And my goodness, it's July 10th, and you know what that means. Football is growing ever and ever closer. In fact, so close that a week from today, Eli Drinkwitz will have his turn at the lectern in Nashville. SEC Media Day is coming up, and you know what? I'm not going to be there. I'm sorry, a a six-and-a-half-hour drive just to hear canned answers for the most part, or maybe the occasional funny one-liner from Eli Drinkwitz. Yeah, it's not exactly a great use of this father for two, a father of two's time. But hypothetically speaking, if I had one question, and I sound like Steve Martin right now, if I had but one wish, it would be for all the children of the, no, I'm just kidding. But seriously, if I had just one question to ask Eli Drinkwitz, It would be this. It would be the thing I teased right at the top. How big of a bowl game does Missouri have to qualify in this 2023 season for Missouri to actually put forward its A game? To not have a bunch of guys individually opt out of the game, number one, but even beyond that, beyond the guys who are opting out of the game, can we just try? Can we please just put the best possible team out there on the field? Can we... Can we save some some good plays for the bowl game? Can we act like we care? Because so far in the first three years of Drinkwitz, listen, the 2020 year, COVID, okay, there was a million reasons why Missouri was short on a roster that season. And I can see for that utterly bizarre year that we all went through of 2020 that, all right, Missouri couldn't, couldn't field a team that year. Maybe it was best we skipped that bowl game. I'm pretty sure that Iowa wasn't really thrilled about that outcome, but I can see the excuses there. I really can. For 2021, though, that's a little tougher because, yes, Missouri played in the in the Armed Forces Bowl, but they didn't exactly put out their A team, did they? They had a bunch of guys who opted out of the game, some for injuries. Obviously, Tyler Beatty was the most notable one there. He sat out, well, at the last second, more or less, it seemed like he was going to play all the way up until the last couple days, maybe less than a week, certainly going into that ball game to the point where I believe Tyler Beatty's parents came to the ball game expecting their son to play as well. Certainly traveled down with that expectation. And then, of course, last year, much of the same thing. So what does it have to be? I understand that Missouri was essentially a 500 team the last couple of years. They were literally a 500 team in the regular season, end up with a losing record because, well, they couldn't quite pull out those bowl games. And to me, obviously, this is goes this goes far beyond Missouri. This is a global problem in college football. Anything that is not the college football playoff is now essentially it's playoff or bust for a lot of the top players 
for a lot of people. Hey, a shout out to Alabama last year that didn't make the playoff, but you know, Bryce Young, he was still out there. Will Anderson, he was still out there. A couple top five NFL draft choices. I appreciate that. I really do. And I like that approach. Well, much more different than Missouri's done it the last few years. And the thing is, obviously, if Missouri is somehow, this is beyond a breakout season. It's it's an incredible season for Missouri. Let's say they somehow make the college football playoff. Okay, we know we're, go, we're going there. What does it have to be to get there? Is it Citrus Bowl? Is it one of the other BCS Bowls? Is it Orange Bowl? Where do we have to go? Because Missouri... Recently, probably their best season in the last five years, 2018, no question. Definitely some disappointing moments like the 15-14 loss to Kentucky. But also, what I really remember about that game, Drew Locke's last game of his career against Oklahoma State in the Liberty Bowl. Well, fourth down, Locke keeps the ball, stops short. Missouri loses that game in close fashion to the Cowboys. Well, I was really, really upset and disappointed just as a fan. Really disappointed is it. I just wanted a, a capper onto what should have been a better season for Missouri that year. They had some a couple really close and bizarre losses, like the aforementioned Kentucky and also to South Carolina and, and what some people call the, the monsoon game in Williams-Brice Stadium. And you know, it just was a, it was a, it was kind of a shot to the heart a little bit to come up a little short in that bowl game. It just felt like if you put a capper on that 2018 season with a bowl victory, well, not only does that feel like a much better season in retrospect, all these years later, in my opinion, I think it gives Barry Odom a lot more rope in the 2019 season, where ultimately he lost his job at the end of that campaign. And just to compare it again, a Liberty Bowl, well, heck, 40 years earlier in 1978, Missouri, another sort of bizarre season with some close losses to teams like Colorado and, you know, a huge win over Nebraska on the road as well, famously in the last game of the Big Eight season that year. Well, Missouri capped it off with a 2015 victory over the LSU Tigers, a game that if you were there at the time, I wasn't even alive for it, but as a Missouri fan, that's a game that has gone down in history as a capper to one of the most famous seasons of the last 50 years, for sure. Missouri ends up finishing that season 15th in the Associated Press Top 25. I'm going to say that Kellen Winslow and every member of that 78 squad will tell you that, yeah, that Liberty Bowl was a huge memory for them all of that stuff, a huge capper to an incredible season. And my point is, if Missouri has a good season this year, and I think we'd all agree that 8-4, and four, an 8-win type season like Missouri had in 78, an 8-win type season like Missouri had in 2018, well, that would be a really good season for the Tigers. And it would make me really sad if a team that was top 25 caliber that obviously didn't have anything to play for in terms of the playoff, if they just decided, eh, we're going to be like the Team USA soccer squad in the CONCACAF and send out our B or C squad. I'm just not interested in that as a fan. And as a fan, I think it's fair to ask Eli Drinkwitz, the Missouri administration, and everybody in college football, hey, if you guys are going to expect me as a season ticket holder, as a fan, 
to throw down money for these games, to travel to Memphis, to, to Florida, wherever it might be where these games are taking place, pluck down my hard-earned money and you know get this ticket allotment so you guys can, I don't know, get, get better bowls in the next few years that you don't really care about. My point is there's a giant amount of hypocrisy happening in this sport. I guess that's nothing new, but it's just such a slap in the face of the fans to me and continues to be so when you're asking us to, again, just throw down tons of money on tickets, travel, lodging, the whole deal to go to these bowl games and then, oh, with like a week left before we travel to this game like Missouri did a couple years ago, you say, oh, by the way, Tyler Beatty's not playing. Oh, by the way, Martez Manuel is not playing. And several other Tigers who, by the way, if you knew this, you could have let us know a couple weeks earlier. That was the whole point. Again, not to relive the Martez Manuel kerfuffle I got myself into a couple years ago, but people stupidly thought that I was saying that, well, Manuel, you know, fake was, was, you know, milking an injury or something like that. It wasn't that. My whole thing was if he needs to sit out this game, then tell us he's sitting out the game. That was my whole thing. Don't BS your fans and hide information from them and act like, oh, yeah, we're, we're going to be trying really hard in this bowl game only in the last week to rule out like six guys at the last second. I'm sorry. That's, that's not trying to fool your opponents. That's trying to fool your fans, and that just doesn't sit well with me at all. It didn't sit well with me two years ago. And the entire situation we find ourselves in in bowl season doesn't sit well with me either. So, again, if it were up to me, if I were in Nashville, and hey, any of you Missouri fans, or excuse me, any of you Missouri beat writers out there who happen to hear this, if you want to steal my question and ask Eli Drinkwitz, by all means, I give it to you. It's no longer stealing. It's a gift. Please, somebody ask him this question. And you know what? Maybe if I can get off my lazy duff, I'll head over to Furrow Field at some point and ask him myself. But regardless, am I being unfair here? Am I being crazy? Am I being old man winner here? I really don't think so. Because to me, this juxtaposition here of, hey, fans, shovel out a bunch of money for bowl games, and oh, by the way, we're not going to really try that hard for them, that's unsustainable. And coming up, a lot of people thought Dallas Thomas a small forward, somebody Dennis Gates has been recruiting for a while. Well, it seems like he's not going to be a take for Missouri. Yes, a top 70 type player not, might not be a take for the Tigers. What does this say about the current state of the program for Missouri? Well, I want to talk about that. But first, let's talk about bird dogs, because if you've listened to this program, you know I love the versatility of bird dogs. Not only are their shorts great for the pool, but quite honestly, you can wear them at the country club as well. You go right from the golf course to the pool, and on a hot day, hey, what's better than that? Well, actually, I got something even better for you. Not only do I love the versatility of those type of shorts from Bird Dogs, but their stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. So if you're an incredibly vain human being like me, you want to look as good as possible at all times, whether it is at the golf course, at the pool, or heck, maybe you're just gardening and the neighbor lady's checking you out. Come on, you know what I'm talking about. So go to birddogs.com slash college. Enter the promo code college for a free 
Yeti-style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash LockedOnCollege. Or just use the promo code LockedOnCollege for a free Yeti-style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that. So 6'8 forward Dallas Thomas, high schooler from Little Rock, Arkansas, class of 2024, set to make his announcement today over on Rivals.com. If you look at his, well, his fan future cast, hey, that's, you know, people who follow fans who follow recruiting fairly closely. Well, 85% of them think he's going to be a Missouri Tiger today. But Gabe DeArmond over at Rivals.com, more specifically PowerMizzou.com, doesn't think that's the case. In fact, not only is he not a take for Missouri right now, he's not a take for his home state of Arkansas either. Apparently the Razorbacks, at least at this moment in time, are not prepared to take him on their roster with a full a full commitment, a full scholarship, if you will, I guess. In the NIL days, who even knows if scholarship matters? But essentially, neither program is willing to take them on their roster. And the reason that this is notable is because, well, the 68th best player in the country, normally, especially for Missouri the last few years, normally that's a a type of guy you're falling over yourself to try to get. Now, at first you might think, well, maybe Dennis Gates just doesn't like him that much. Maybe he just isn't a great fit for the Missouri roster. And having not really seen Dallas Thomas play, I can't say if that's true or not. But considering Arkansas isn't willing to take him at this moment either, it sort of tells me more to what DeArmond was referring to in his 10 thoughts this morning over at Power Mizzou. And that's that, boy, it's kind of tough out there right now for high school recruits. Word is that Clemson is maybe the more likely destination for Thomas at this moment, so it's not as though that's a bad landing spot for him. The ACC, obviously a big-time league. Clemson, not a not a terrible program by any stretch of the imagination, but for a guy that highly ranked a few four or five years ago, I mean, that's basically where about Jeremiah Tillman was ranked, for instance. And when Missouri brought him in with Michael Porter Jr. and Jonte Porter and that whole class, Believe me, Missouri fans, including myself, were absolutely thrilled to be able to steal him away from the fighting Illini. So again, with the transfer portal, despite the fact that Missouri's going to have maybe as many as seven spots open after this season, well, obviously the Tigers are keeping their options open in terms of, hey, we need some spots for the portal this coming offseason. So again, flexibility of the roster, more important than ever here in college basketball. I just thought, listen, maybe Rivals is wrong. Maybe maybe 68th is too high for the guy. That's possible too, but all the other recruiting rankings seem to have him at about the top 80 or 100 as well. It's just really unusual. Listen, unless you're Duke or North Carolina or Kentucky, you don't really have the luxury of just saying that those guy type of guys are just eh, hand-waving him away, but... In this new era of college basketball, maybe that's the case. Also probably tells you that Missouri is in pretty good shape, or at least they, at least the Tigers feel like they're in pretty good shape in terms of this 2024 class. Other high school guys that maybe they're more interested in. Maybe they aren't as highly ranked on Rivals.com or elsewhere, but 
you know, what Dennis Gates thinks, what he prefers, and Charlton Young and the whole staff is a lot more important than what a bunch of writers think. No offense to those guys, but that's just the reality and how I really feel about it, to say the least. And coming up, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but Kobe Brown and Demoy Hodge are off to nice starts in NBA Summer League. And speaking of not getting ahead of ourselves in general, well, college football players should maybe pump the brakes a little bit when it comes to demanding too much on this NCAA football game. So I want to explain all that coming up right after this. And an obviously really limited sample size and against competition that, well, truly isn't NBA level. So far, at least in summer league, so good for Kobe Brown and Demoy Hodge. Especially, I think, Hodge has been sort of surprising some people on the Lakers' side right now. I've seen some people covering the team that have been praising his game so far. I just like the fit with LeBron. I immediately thought that. If somehow Hodge can make this roster, get himself a few minutes on the court with the real Lakers this coming season, again, what is Hodge not great at offensively? He's not much of a playmaker or ball handler at this point. Well, guess who handles that for the Los Angeles Lakers? It's LeBron James. And if he doesn't have the ball, well, Austin Reeves is probably going to have the ball. And by the way, a lot, they run a lot of plays through Anthony Davis too. So Demoy Hodge, not exactly going to be asked to do a whole lot of that stuff. Can he catch the ball and shoot it though? He Guess what LeBron James likes? He likes guys who can knock down shots. I think Demoy Hodge can do that. Can he be good enough defensively in the NBA to hang? I really think that's the question. We shall see. Obviously rooting for him big time. As I am Kobe Brown. Speaking of knocking down shots, Kobe knocked down a, a three-pointer in a game I was watching. Had nine rebounds in the ball game. Kind of looked like himself on the inside, too. Being able to take advantage of a mismatch. Using some good, some good angles his advanced ball handling to bully his way into the paint, finish an and one, that type of deal. Again, I'm not actually going to uh, sit there and analyze a lot of summer league basketball for you, but I just wanted to point out that the the NBA circles I'm following so far so good for those two young men. Now, when it comes to slowing your role, and certainly you always want to slow your role on any NBA summer league takes, but I think that college football players in general – need to slow their roll a little bit. It seems like they're disappointed. There's a, a, a negotiation happening right now. You see, this next offseason, about a year from now, it looks like there's going to be a new EA Sports College football video game for the first time in 10 years. And if you're and if you're like me, you've been missing this game for the last decade or so, without a doubt. And And I'm somebody... You know, my life has changed a ton in the past decade or so. Ten years ago, I wasn't married, didn't have any kids, all that stuff. So certainly not playing as many video games as I used to, without question. But with a decade off, I'm going to be excited for this one. And as a Missouri fan, all I really need, to be honest with you, is Faroe Field rendered in stunning high-definition on my PlayStation 5. I need the uniforms. I need the fight songs. I need all that good stuff. And you know what would be even better? The cherry on top of the Sunday? Real players. The real Luther Burden. His name, his image, his likeness, the whole deal. That would be fantastic. But you know what? Just like 10 years ago, 
I can live without it. Again, that's the cherry on top of the Sunday. It is not required. Again, what's required, just like all fans of college football, we root for laundry. We root for the helmets. We root for the stadium. Everything around the, the players change each and every year. Everything around the program, well, that mostly stays the same, and that's what we root for. The fans, heck, I've been going these games for 35 years now. Well, there's nobody who's played 35 years of college football for Missouri. We've seen tons of coaches come and go, assistants, heads, athletic directors, the whole thing, and yet, well, I'm still there in the stadium. The point is, while it would be great, I want to see Luther Burden in the game. I want to see all all these great Missouri players in the game. Drake Straw, Abrams Drain, everybody. Would love to see Harrison Mevis, what he actually looks like in video game form. Would be fantastic. But I don't have to have it. Because just like 10 years ago, I can still edit the names and retrospectively put the right numbers in, put on the right gear, the right headbands, the right wristbands, whatever it might be, and we can just move on from there, right? I just think, listen, again, I want the guys to get paid. I want them to be in the game. I just want them to realize that they aren't quite as valuable to the success of this video game as they might think they are. I'm just telling you reality. I'm just telling you how the consumers, like myself, actually consume this game And what they really want is the real programs, the real uniforms, the real logos, the real stadiums, the real marching bands. They don't actually need the real players. Again, it'd be great, be the cherry on the Sunday, but it's not required. But hey, thanks for making this required listening and possibly required viewing. As always, thanks as always for being here. I'll be back with you Wednesday with everything that happens on the Mizzou Beat right here on Locked on Mizzou.